Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. However it goes for you. This is the guys. Come forth the guys. I'm your host, Marquise. I got Terrence. I got Ant. I got Nick down at the bottom. And we got a special guest, Jeezy St. Jean. I call him Jeezy. That's his name. Uh, how you doing today, Terrence? I'm doing good. Uh, happy we got a guest on and just ready to get into child tonight. What about you, Ant? How's it going? It was good. I'm doing good. Looking forward to the show. Chilling. Yeah, people don't know. Ant been, Ant been on here a couple times now. They don't know what's going on, but something's uh -oh. going on. It's uh -oh. coming. It's uh -oh. coming. Uh -oh. It's coming. Uh -oh. Sneaky link. Sneaky link. It's coming. Sneaky yeah, something's coming. Bitch, it ain't sneaky. We're not fucking <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I almost had to, had to pause the pod because. Hey, y'all doing just playing, bro. Anyway. Sneaky link. Next. <laughs> Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, bro. My AC in my house is out, but we've been drinking all day. We're having a great time. Anyway, we're going to move along. Suffering. <laughs> like we, like I said, we got a special guest, uh, Jeezy. He's a, a good buddy of mine from the Army. One of my uh, close friends, you could say. Uh, how you doing, Jeezy? What's going on, y'all? I appreciate you for having me. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So this is the Veterans Day special episode. Obviously, we got Veterans Day this Thursday. Jeezy's a veteran. I'm a veteran. Veteran utopia, pretty much. Terrence, tell the people what you got to say about Veterans Day. Yeah, so if everybody don't mind, whoever is able to do so, um, definitely uh, give a donation to Veterans of Foreign Wars here in Indian Trail, North Carolina. So... The Veterans of Foreign Wars or the U.S. is a nonprofit veteran service organization comprised of eligible veterans and military service members from the active guard and reserve forces. All right, so nice. What you got for the people, Ant? I got one a little bit different for y'all. Y'all know Aaron Jones from the Packers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Jones from the Packers and his brother have a foundation called the AA All the Way Foundation. And, this, and they are actually children of veterans so they actually focus a lot on helping the veterans families here in the united states to do things like turkey drives they do things like host football camps for these kids they take them to the zoo movie nights etc and just offer like financial support etc for veterans and their families in the united states so it's a great cause of theirs and it's focused on their personal experience being military children they traveled around and parents that were veterans themselves definitely i like that a lot i didn't even know that so big shout out to anthony throwing that out there for us uh nick what you got for the people um you know obviously y'all know if you've been keeping up with the podcast i'm a diehard atlanta fan so i just looked up the va for atlanta um the phone number is 1-800-224-4087 it's available 24 hours a day um any of you veterans who have been serving our country serving our people uh, in the Atlanta area or in the Georgia area in general, please give a shout out. Um, we want to make sure that you're good for everything that you do for us. Nice, nice. What you got, Zizi? Uh, all right. I'm going to talk about a, it's a place called Hearts and Homes for Veterans. It's a, it's a nonprofit organization, and they pretty much solely run off, you know, the factor of people donating to them, but they – they're an organization that helps uh, veterans get find homes. So homeless veterans, they're helping them find homes. They're help, helping feeding them for the holidays, making sure that they're sheltered and clothed. So 
So there is local where I'm from in Fort Myers, Florida, but they also kind of do it things world, uh, nationwide for veterans. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, I got a big one. It really just uh, give a veteran an opportunity. You know, if you are in a position where, you know, you know, the hiring manager, or you know, somebody that at a job that's looking to hire people, tell them to look out for a veteran. You know, I'm not saying give them a handout, but give them the opportunity to get an interview, talk to them, you know, get to know them and let them, you know, get the chance to show you what they can do. I think that's a big thing, keeping the door open for them, you know, not closing it on them and just acting like it doesn't matter. Like they served and that's it. I'm letting y'all know right now, just because you served in the army for three years, you ain't set for life or you served in the army for a couple of years. You ain't set. It ain't the whole 20 year bang set for life situation for everybody. So, yeah. But shout out to the veterans. Thank you for everything you do. All right. For the first and 10 segment, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, vaccine, voodoo doctor, who knows what he got going on, witchcraft. He might be in Fort Myers making something with Jeezy. Who knows? Nick, what you got to say about this man, Aaron Rodgers? All right. So this is obviously super disappointing for a multitude of reasons. So the, the biggest one is he didn't necessarily lie flat out, but omission of truth is a lie. So he, he said he was immunized when he was directly asked about getting the COVID vaccine. Um, so he led people to believe that he had been vaccinated uh, to COVID. So that's one. Two, we saw him on ha- on Halloween dresses. John Wick, we were all hype about it. You know, he was dancing to Pooh Shiesty, bow, bow, bow. He had everything going crazy. Um, you know, we were all hype about that. And had he been vaccinated, you know, whatever. If you get sick, I mean, at this point, we're over a year and a half into this pandemic. People have to live their lives. It's fine. But when you're going to the, the lengths of taking medical advice from someone like Joe Rogan, who has a massive podcast, but is not a medical expert you're making yourself look like a jackass when we have uh people in this country who are able to um do their daily jobs and make much less than nfl players playing a kid's game and you're you're playing with people's livelihood you're playing with fans who come to see you play who have had those tickets for weeks in advance you're really doing a lot of things that are a disservice to your own people um it's irresponsible it's uh, callous, and it's really, really, really a bad look for the Packers organization and Aaron Rodgers as a brand. Nice. Couldn't have said it better. And he quoted Martin Luther King, which is pretty wild. I don't know what he was thinking with that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, hey, Marquise, before, before I say before I let y'all say anything else, a bigger thing is um, the Martin Luther King thing is, as uh, you know, the only white person on this podcast, if we're going to be as brand, if we're going to be as brandish to say things like quoting Martin Luther King, or we're going to be quoting some uh, somebody who has had a big movement for the for for the black community over the years, we really have to come correct. And for Aaron Rodgers to do something as irresponsible as that, that is a that is a huge disservice, especially to the black community with something like what you're doing as a privileged white person in America. So. I just had to say that before I let y'all go, but I apologize, y'all. Go ahead. No, yeah, I ain't got nothing to say about that. He just sound like a dumbass. I think you hit it on the head. Essentially. And what you got to say, and just... It's it's, like the Martin Luther King thing is just like the, like, exceptionality of, like, white people who cannot take responsibility for themselves. Like, have you seen the Karen Rogers meme? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is, like, really the 100% of the Karen Rogers meme. It's like, bruh, Ain't no reason for you to equate these things. Ain't nobody sick dogs on you. 
right? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody poses on you for not getting vaccine. Like the most important thing here is that like Aaron Rodgers wanted to avoid a meteor firestorm, but created one by life. Like it would not have been anywhere near as important if he had just been like, nah, I'm allergic to one of the ingredients of the mRNA vaccine. Everybody would have been like, well, fuck. That's a real good reason why you ain't take that shit. I guess we ain't got nothing else to say. Yeah. Like, he just... Like, like, if he had came out on Friday and just said that and then ain't say shit else, he probably would have got, got away with it. Yeah, look Instead, yeah. he's taking horse tranquilizer, uh, like horse dewarmer. Let me be uh let me be accurate. Horse dewarmer. Treats pesticides. So so hold on. So I, I actually gotta I gotta throw this out there really quick. So Anthony, you're you're 100 percent correct in terms of had he just come out and said whatever, right? Like he had a legit there's a million legitimate excuses, or had he just taken the route adjacent to Cole Beasley, where he just said, I don't trust it, and then didn't become an asshole on Twitter. Probably no one would have said anything, but I will say the inver the uh, was it invermectin? Is that how you say the? There is a human. This is a big misconception. There is a human diagnosed uh, prescription of that medicine. I I'm I'm gonna assume that's what he's taking. But at the end of the day, like to solve like yes, it is. Now that's the big thing. It does nothing with the viral. It's not to do with COVID. So I, the only reason why I like to make the distinction is because people, the, the right or whoever, what assholes will say, it's not a horse to rumor. It has, regardless, it has nothing to do with COVID. That's the only distinction I would make. I mean, my biggest issue with it is just like, just, you know, being very irresponsible, you know, putting other people's lives, livelihood at risk. Um, and like, when, when you look at it, it's like, like we've been preaching from the beginning, like, we've been having to get vaccines to go to school. We honestly don't know what's in that stuff, honestly. Measles. But Chicken then, pops. you know, the same thing with, like, this whole COVID vaccine has been big now, and it's like, okay, well, the same people who are like, oh, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine, yada, yada, yada. Next thing you know, they got COVID, and now they're running to the doctors. So, wait a minute. You didn't trust the doctors to say, hey, get the vaccine, but as soon as you get COVID, you want to go to them to treat you for COVID. Wait a minute. You shouldn't trust them either to treat you for COVID, right? Hey, you know, them people, they're going to think what they want to think. Me and Gigi done sat in a line and got stabbed in the arms with God knows what. <laughs> and then just kept pushing. And, hey, you're done. So who knows? But uh, moving on, Oakland has, I guess, some good news you could say. I don't know. They're looking. I think they're in the process of signing Deshaun Jackson. I don't know if it's a sold thing, but, I mean, he's said he's going there. Uh, how do you feel about that, Gigi? I think it's. I think it has a chance to be a good look. You know what I'm saying. I but I do think that Deshaun's at the. He's edging towards the end of his career, and he's looking for that last stride or that last hope to either spark up a couple more years in the league, or, you know, he's just looking uh for a safety net. If you ask me, he's just kind of trying to, you know, ride that time out on a last minute contract, collect a couple funds, maybe win a couple games, but. Uh, I don't think he's heading to any team right now thinking that he has a ring coming his way. Yeah, that's true, because he left the situation he had for a ring to just, like you said, I didn't even think about it, but really to get paid again, you know, get another payday or see if he can keep going, which 
ain't going to shit on no man for wanting to get more money. Do your thing. Because I'm pretty sure he got a ring with Philly that year they won, didn't he? Was he there? So. Or was he there the year after? I Somebody look it up for me, but I think he was there. So they had that. I had to give a big shout out to Derek Carr. Because in all the Mr. Shit going on in Oakland, this man has somehow been a leader to this dysfunctional, complete dysfunctional organization and locker room. You look at their locker room. I had to bring this up. Darren Waller's a recovered, uh, recovered uh, addict from multiple things. You know, you got Max Crosby, who was an alcoholic, checked himself in the rehab last year. He's good. You had Josh Jacobs get a DUI. Uh, I don't know that. I think it was a couple of years ago. People don't even. People aren't even thinking about that, right? Like that's just somehow gone under the radar. Don't know why. You got Yo, Henry. what's with Raiders players and DUIs? Bro, you got you already know how the Henry Ruggs situation happened. Sorry to you know the family of the victim and you know makes you rest in peace. You got that situation. Um, you got their first round pick, a corner they used. Watch, let me pull up his name. Damon get, Arnett. Damon Arnett being accused of a hit and run last year. That's not even the best of all the spiciness for Mr. Arnett. He was on Instagram waving guns, threatening somebody. I mean, honestly, I don't even think the waving guns would have gotten in trouble. He could have been waving guns all night, but he was threatening whoever. And it, that's what, you know, the Raiders were like, oh, well, we got to release you. And you got the John Gruden thing. So they say it was a bunch of like things that strain together. They say they've been giving him like ample resources to try to get his life, you know, in order and stuff like that on and off the field. So they say they've already you know, dished out ample resources for him. So there's probably things that we don't even know about with Damon Arnett that he's already been dealing with with the Raiders organization behind the scenes. So, I mean, his career, as short as it has already been, I mean, it ain't looking too promising for him to be back. You know, what so. you think about that, Ant? I see. Uh, he definitely confirmed crashed four rental cars in the span of a month recently. And like motherfuckers just kept renting this nigga's cars. Like I cannot understand it. I cannot un- like okay. At the first one, I was like, I right. at the second one, bro, at number three, who the he fuck probably got somebody else to rent them though. Yeah, he probably got somebody else to do it. That boy, that boy is going on missions in the room. <laughs> 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 Yo, it's just so shocking, bro. So here's an interesting stat for you. Hold on, Raiders with the Raiders. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. 100%. (laughs) The Raiders are averaging one personnel firing controversy every two games this season. That's ridiculous. That leaves the league by far. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand what Oakland got going on. I just have to give a shout out to Derek Carr because somehow in this miss, they're still winning games. I mean, they did just lose, but somehow he's keeping the locker room somewhat together. And I don't know how he's doing that. So big shout out to Derek Carr. I think what Oakland needs to do is they need a new owner, a new head coach, and they need to move the team back to Oakland and get out of Vegas. Nah. Now, obviously, Vegas is not good to you. <laughs> with, everything go, with everything going on in Las Vegas, it's like, dude, I mean, do you even want OBJ there? Like, that's just more pro- – that might be more problematic for, for I think that's why he, he probably is thinking about <laughs> chomping that off the list. Like, bro, I can't. How do yeah. I go there and play? Like, and maybe he does good on the field, but y'all got so many off the field issues. You got to think Henry Ruggs still has to go to, he's not going to go to trial. He's probably going to take a plea deal. Most cases end in plea deals, 95%. Probably so he's going to take a plea deal. Yeah. 
he's going to take a deal less time, right? So that's that topic is going to get re-brought up again. If Arnett gets in any more trouble, you're going to get brought up again. So it's just like, you know, and the mental health aspect for some of those players, like you look at it, like that were addicts or like had addictive behaviors or whatever it may be. Like you got to check in with them players too, to make sure that, you know, they're steady with everything going on. So I feel bad for like players like Max Crosby and Darren Waller. Like they're strong guys, but they have to deal with that after everything you've gone through. And then your organization is just, who knows what it's it got going on, honestly. Shout out to our boy Nas. He's a veteran too. He's a big uh, Oakland fan. I know he's hurting right now because they're going through it. But, you know, they were winning games till this past Sunday. Uh, Terrence. Well, actually, we'll bring this to Nick. Dallas gets steamrolled by the Broncos. Is this a cause of concern? For the boys. So I'm a diehard Cowboys hater. Okay. So it hurts me to say, but at the, at the end of the day, um, I, I'll say I'll give them a pass. And the reason being is it, the ups and down of the NFL season is, you know, it's any given Sunday. The Broncos are not bad. I know they just got rid of Von Miller. But they are not a bad team. They're a middle-of-the-road team trying to figure out what's going on. Teddy Bridgewater is a very good and competent quarterback. He's not in the upper echelon, but he's a good quarterback. We knew that the, the Cowboys' defense was overperforming, um, and the offense had a bad game. So what I'll say is I'll give them one pass versus a good team. It wasn't like they lost to the Jets. It wasn't like they lost to the Jaguars. You know, they lost, they lost to a good team. Um, I'll give them a pass. Now, the only cause for concern that I really do have is the fact that Dak Prescott really did not play a good game. Um, I know he had 230-plus yards, but he was uh, sub-50% passing, and that is, uh, you know, kind of alarming. And then uh, Trayvon Diggs, who is, you know, obviously one of the up-and-coming players as, as a defensive player in the league, had a down game for him and he made a lot of gambles that, uh, you know, didn't really pay off for the team, but overall I won't really uh, knock them too much for this one. Okay. Uh, Terrence, this one's for you. You play receiver, you lined up against DBs. I know you torched a lot of them. Do you think Diz can live with his gambling on uh, defense? The Cowboys can live with it really? I mean, in a sense you have to, you for their defense, somebody has to take the risk because if you want to be honest, they're really not going to stop many teams. Like if another team has a high-powered offense, more than likely they're not going to get many stops. So at the end of the day, they're going to need somebody to make a play. And him honestly probably being one, obviously one of the best players on their team on and on the defense, I mean, they're going to look to him to make a play when the time's, you know, in the opportunity. So for him, I feel like, He's going to have to take the gambles, but they have to know that with those gambles could potentially come big plays, maybe even touchdowns. So, I mean, he's an aggressive corner, which I feel like works in his favor for the most part. But whenever he does gamble and obviously misses, it could bite him in the hand. So I think he definitely has to take them for that team so they can get the turnovers and potentially one up the next team because – more than likely, they feel like, hey, we get an interception, fumble, whatever. More than likely, we'll at least get three points. Yeah. yeah. I think if you look at it, if I'm the defensive coordinator for the boys, I'm going to live with it. People uh, used to say – By the well, way, the, the defensive coordinator is Dan Quinn, uh, who was the former coach for the, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. Sorry as hell. We keep going. 
Yes, that is true. <laughs> Nick did have to throw that out there. Honestly, though, people used to say that about Marcus Peters on the Chiefs when he was on the Chiefs early on. He was getting a ton of picks. Honestly, I think Marcus Peters has the most early on from his age, like from his age group, I think, till now. Uh, he His was – people were saying he would just leave his assignment to get a pick, you know. So if a quarterback looked at a tight end, he was covering, say, a receiver on a post, he would probably cheat the route and go to the tight end. And then I'd rather have a dude that's going to pick the ball off, even if he's on gamble. I'll live with it because he's going to make a play. Even how we have Marcus Peters and we have Marlowe on the other side, I'm fine with it. Like, you know, make the play, if you, especially if you can. Shervon Diggs, it's not like he's getting beat bad to me, honestly. Like, even on the Tim yeah. Patrick one, I think if he locates the ball better, he probably gets his hands on it. Not intercepts it, but he probably tips it. Like, he's right there with Tim Patrick. It's not like Tim Patrick – blue biome like and that's what i think fans got to realize is that he wasn't he's not getting left in the dirt you know what i mean like people aren't just leaving him and he's like oh like boom like even the one that he could have had against the Patriots, terrence's team he didn't pick the ball because he thought safety was gonna do something he just let the he's like okay the safety, that's the safety sap so i don't know what do you think about that uh jeezy i i mean i would have to agree with you to be honest with you uh it's, I, th- I think you, you hit it right on the head if I'm, if I'm being honest. I think Terrence made a good play, uh, made some good points also. Um, That's fair. We're just going to let that man gamble then. You know? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. I think, and like, it, it's, you have to, you kind of have to let him do what he does. You have to let him play his game. You, I mean, it hasn't been detrimental yet and in certain cases it's honestly it's it's worked more times than than not yeah and honestly what can like what can you do about that i mean you have to just kind of keep letting them run it into the ground until somebody figures it out yeah i definitely never figured it out though like i don't targeting that boy but they were yeah yeah it did look like denver they were targeting that boy but they were targeting him like terrence like contest to it i guess like they were targeting them off double moves and it wasn't like they were getting them on the double moves they were just getting a little bit more separation so i figured if he and it's because his eyes are towards the quarterback sometimes he's not really watching the receiver so i feel like he's watching for the pick he's watching yeah. for the pick but his hands are so good he can still pick the ball though you know what he's saying? The player receiver that's yeah why. yeah you know like he's not like you know most corners like me and terrence talk about all the time they don't have good hands so, like, they have to stay with the receiver, you know? Like, they can't afford to look at the ball because they might not catch the ball. Marcus Peters, Xavier Howard, the Diggs, like, those dudes can pick the ball. So, like, they can afford to be like, okay, well, maybe I ain't got to stare you down. I can just watch the receiver. Jalen Ramsey does it too. Jalen Ramsey don't get a lot of picks, but Jalen Ramsey watches the receiver. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have my corner play aggressive. It's, Honestly. Play the ball. Exactly. Just like uh, you got, um, I mean, play uh, what's the corner that won the game for the Packers against uh, the Cardinals? He got cut. He got cut by the Cardinals, or he was on the Cardinals practice squad. The Packers signed him because they needed a corner. Play the ball. That's a prime example, right there. Play the ball. Yeah. Don't play the receiver. If he, if he didn't do that, they probably would have lost to the Cardinals. That is very true. Another big thing we got going on. Jeezy talks about it all the time with me about Twitter on Twitter. Uh, the Patriots make Sam Darnold see ghosts again, and Robbie Anderson looks to be miserable. 
Terrence got to go to this game live. He FaceTimed me. He had the he had the whole fam bam with him. It was dope to see. Free Robbie, man. Free <laughs> yeah. Robbie. Free how did that how boy do you Robbie feel about the Panthers and Sam Darnold? How you feel, G? It's for you, G. Listen, <laughs> Robbie <laughs> has so much. I look, I feel for the dude. It because he has not gotten a chance. I mean, at spurts and at times, he's gotten a chance to show what type of wide receiver he can be, right? We've seen him struggling over there on the Jets to get the ball all the time or whatever. But when he got the ball, his catch up, his his rack yards were phenomenal. They were they were stepping up to be some of the better in the league. He switches team, he switches teams. It looks like it's it might be a better look for him, it might get better. Robbie needs to find a home with a quarterback. Robbie needs to find a team that's, I mean, even if he's not going to play wide receiver one, we don't know yet because we haven't, I mean, have we seen enough to determine whether Robbie's going to be a wide receiver number one? I don't know. Nobody's gotten him the ball. But you put Robbie on a team as wide receiver number two or, you know, even somewhere that's dire need for number wide receiver number one, I think he produces. He produces and he keeps on going and he keeps on producing as long as he wants to be there. But to, as you can see, I mean, you could ask Terrence, it looked like what was going on on the sidelines or what was going oh, on yeah. the game really bothered him. It looked like he was really, it, it, to me, it seemed like somebody that wasn't upset that, um, like, damn, man, like I, I'm on a shitty team or something. It, it seemed like, like right, play better, bro. Quarterback player. Yeah. Quarterback player. You need to be playing better. Like this is my. It looked like he wanted to take pride in this is my team. I'm like, what are we doing out here? You know what I'm saying? So it didn't look to me like he was completely unhappy. Although that might be the situation, but it looked. What I'm trying to get as it looks to me to seem that he is a player that is going to pride himself with the organization. You get what I'm saying? So while he's there, he's going to keep trying. And that's yeah. what it appeared to me that when I see he used to get away from Sam Donald. Well, the crazy the, the crazy thing is about <laughs> that is. the Panthers team. Oh, I gotta bring it up all these analysts just said that Sam Darnold was good. Congratulations, he's a hot ass. He's terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I'm not I ain't gonna lie to you. I would have been played PJ Walker, and I damn sure would have traded for Deshaun Watson. So listen, to, be, to be fair, the dude started out three and but I agree with everything being said. Okay. Start out, I agree. I agree with everything being said, bro. I'm they should have started out three and That's why. That's why they've given him such a shot. It's because they should have started three and Yeah, and the, the crazy. Yeah, the, the crazy thing to me, Jeezy uh, did bring it up. You don't know what Robbie Anderson's full potential is. Like I'm not saying Robbie's surefire receiver one, but you're like, damn, bro, like. He didn't have Sam Durano throwing the ball last year. He had Teddy. He did good last year. He did great Jeez. with him. They extended this man for $30 million and he don't get the ball. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Thank it, you. And it, it's crazy when you look at it. Robbie Anderson possesses something that not a lot of people do. Like Robbie does. Will Fuller does. Anthony Schwartz on the Browns. Like they're fast and they're big. Like they're not small. Like you know they're not Brandon Cooks. They're not like five nine. Marquise Brown five nine. Like Anthony Schwartz on the Browns is six foot. Robbie's what six three six four. Will Fuller six two. Like these are big fast receivers. You know, not saying, but if you think about it, what category that puts them in, it's not. They're not this talent. 
but just off how built their how their body is, they're like Randy. Like Randy was that big, running that fast. Listen, you know what? I take back what I said, uh, Marquis. Because look, this is what's gonna. This is what tells me that Robbie is who is that guy that I think he is. All right, exactly what Terrence just said. That third that that price tag they gave him. Somebody seen something at some point in time, whether it was during practice or summer workouts or. Somebody said, damn, this dude is is that guy. Some this dude is somebody we need to make cap space for and make sure that he is still on the team. Somebody seen something, somebody higher up made that call and they made it for a reason. So yeah. do I think Robbie's that guy? I think he is that fucking guy. Do I think he needs to go somewhere to where he can be that guy and somebody else can see that price tag in him? Free Robbie. Uh, yeah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> what you got, or uh, Ant? What's up? One, Sam Darnold said he's gonna be out for like the next three plus weeks. You did break. Look at you shoulder. breaking the news, boy! I just screenshotted it. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, so we gonna see if PJ Walker can go in there and get Robbie Anderson the ball. And like, I'm even thinking like I might stash Robbie Anderson because everybody dropped him in fantasy because he's been Still straight cheeks, right? Uh, Second thing I'll say is poor Robbie Anderson because he got away from Sam Darnold. <laughs> and Sam Darnold chased his ass back down to Carolina. He was having the time of his life with Teddy Two Gloves last year, Man. putting up a thousand plus yards. <laughs> Man. Contract. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Yes. Somebody and, give Robbie the ball. You know what's crazy? <laughs> the Panthers got this weird thing going on. They're deep at receiver, like three deep. Like they got Terrence Marshall Jr., who's nice and from LSU. DJ Moore, you already know what DJ Moore gonna do. Steve Smith, he saw it when he was like, Hey, do I start this man in fantasy or do I not start this man? <laughs> <laughs> and then you got you got Robbie. So you know, Carolina, if they can figure out this quarterback situation, Chris McCaffrey can never stay healthy. The defense, you know what the defense is. I think that defense is actually really good. It's just you're asking them too many times week in and week out to stay on the field too long. Like you can't do that to them, you yeah, know. They like can't keep, yeah. they can't keep the opposing offense off the field. Yep. Yeah, like you can. Don't get me wrong. When the Ravens did it, and they're the Bears team in the past did it. If you have a good run game, you can kind of do it. You can be like, okay, well, yeah, we ran the, the Titans. Look at the, look at the Titans. The Titans yeah. were able to keep were able to keep Kansas City off the field because they knew that their that their running game was good enough, and it didn't matter what the defense was doing if they could keep them worn down. Exactly. And that's where even Derrick Henry breaking off big runs. It's not saying, you know, hand it off. He's only going to get two yards. No, Derrick Henry breaks big yardage. So it's just. Yeah, we ran the ball a lot against the Panthers this weekend. We was able to keep the offense off the field. You got Granted, he also threw us hella picks, pick six, everything. So that also helped too. JC looked good too. Man, we got to pay that man. Yeah. And y'all, what you call it? You got to pay him. And you you got like four running backs. They're not all great, but you got like. Running back, yeah, we got always do. That's like that's the marker of New England. Like you remember when they were running James White, Sony Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead. Boy, they had people. They had people thinking Rex Burkhead was really like that, bro. (laughs) People, bro. I remember people saying like Rex Burkhead, bro. He was getting like three touchdowns a game sometimes. No, in that offense, yeah, but they had people thinking like Rex Burkhead was gonna go start on another team and get turned. I'm like, hey, y'all need to LeGarrette Blunt. Listen, yeah. it was time. LeGarrette, yes, indeed. But, hey, LeGarrette Blunt, good, though. He, yeah. ain't, he ain't just a product of the Patriots system. He won, like, two or three straight Super Bowls. Yeah, We're not going to talk about that. 
We're not oh, talking yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to okay. talk about that. Okay, okay. We got to scored in the in the, in the overtime of a particular produce. Super Bowl that we're not going to talk about. Legarrette has shown that he can produce. Yeah, that's he, for sure. He, I want to say he he's not on the team right now. He's I'm pretty sure he's out the league. He's just older now. I don't think he retired yet, but I'm pretty sure he's probably on officially. The big thing was he was like the first like big running back that got hurdled people. Yeah, he was yeah, jumping exactly. over people. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's he was a big dude, like Nick said. All right, we got some big news for the Brownies fans. You know, they did get a win in the jungle, or they weren't in the jungle. The jungle came to them and they just destroyed the jungle. <laughs> it was bad. Baker and the Browns get the win. I got a question for you, Terrence, and then I'm gonna go around and ask all the guys. Is the is the Browns team Baker's team or is it Nick Chubb's team? What you think, Terrence? I think it's Nick Chubb's team, honestly. What you what you think, geez? Easy answer. It's Nick Chubb's team. I mean, right. Baker wants it. Baker wants to be the guy to control the team. But I mean, if you look around, you see the faces on these players. I mean, they look like they're riding or dying for Baker, but I mean, we know who the real team captain is. He don't have that success know, without you know, Nick yeah. Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb and um, yeah, and, you, and you, you see what Nick Chubb said in the locker room. He said, "We need to go back to what we're good at: run the fucking ball." Okay, and guess true. what? What are, what are they gonna do? What they go back to? What are they the fucking ball. Back to? <laughs> ball. Why? Because Nick Chubb said to run the fucking ball. Stop throwing it. Baker's not. <laughs> <laughs> he said Baker's not that guy. It, it, does anybody else in here have anybody other than Nick Chubb as the team? Is is their their team? You with that? Uh, I, look, it's not, it's neither of their teams, bro. This team runs through that O line. That this team runs through that, that offensive team, that line. Team. Okay, I why give what you that. saw when there was no Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt, and no Baker Mayfield, they still beat the fuck out the. Uh, was it the Broncos that that's that week? All right. Yeah, I think it was the Broncos. Yeah. Dearness Johnson, Dearness Johnson went off. Yeah. First game ever looked right. like a you star. Just, you just made my rant look illegitimate. Now Ed, that's what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to that man, Dearness Johnson. He's a University of South Florida product. He's in- I think he starts again this week. He does because everybody got his COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's crazy to see. I don't. I don't think Baker is bad, but I think if you look at uh, what's his head coach's name? It's Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You look at how they run that offense and how he ran it in Minnesota. Like they just want to get everybody involved, and we're gonna run heavy. And you, they got the best duo at running back. Of course, you're gonna run the ball. I don't think Baker's bad, but if I'm the Browns, I don't pay Baker this offseason. If we don't get to the Super Bowl, and I mean get to it, like ain't no. Oh, we we get to the AFC Championship game, or oh, we lose because a, a backup quarterback ran for 15 yards and got a first. No, if we don't get to the Super Bowl this year, I'm moving off Baker. Like I know next year the draft ain't got no quarterbacks really looking like it. But if the Deshaun Washington thing is clear, or maybe you go hit up the Giants about Daniel Jones. Oh, don't do that. Don't yeah. Don't Daniel do Jones. DJ That's disrespectful. Right now, all right. The, the Daniel, is Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones is, is banned is from me. See, you just made me say his name. He's banned from me even saying his name right now. Okay. He uh, trash. The the, the win, <laughs> the win that occurred yesterday or uh, on Sunday does not. He hasn't. He hasn't. Bro- he, ha- he ain't coming out of this damn. Okay. Bubble, okay all right. He trash. No, it's not Daniel Jones. Could you take 
Jared Goff and win with the Browns? No, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield every time. Over Jared Goff? I don't, yeah. I don't know. People I don't know. forget I used to ask myself. To- I used to ask myself this about the Giants all the time, right? Because I used to take the Giants team and I used to say, all right, remove fucking Eli last four years and put somebody like Phillip Rivers in. Do, does does the Giants win more than two rings? You get what I'm saying? So I, I start to think – I start to think – you don't think that the Giants win more than two rings if Phillip Rivers – With Phillip Rivers? No. Back, no, if, not Phillip Rivers, Rivers, but I mean there's other guys, yeah. Eli. No, because Eli is – people don't give Eli enough credit. Phillip Rivers is just a gunslinger. Uh, to, me, to me, Phillip Rivers and Eli in the same I mean, conversation. He's, he's a gunslinger. He's also has gone down and, I mean, dudes have verbally said it and analysis have verbally said it as probably the most uh, accurate, accurate quarterback when it comes to trash talking. You know what I'm <laughs> he, yeah. He's the most accurate trash talker. To me, though, when you look at it, his Chargers teams, if he was really like that, he done had some teams, though. I am not going to hold you because they don't bounce the Ravens. He done had some teams, and if he was really like that, them they boys the fuck would. Out, I take, y'all. I take. Shut I up. Take, <laughs> that shit was bad. I still remember that game. They beat the fuck out, y'all. <laughs> I, I, bring, I bring that up to bring this. I bring that up to bring this up. It's like who, because we were just talking about it, who can take over the team, right? So, Yes. Baker is probably skillful wise, flashy wise. He's probably that guy that like sells more tickets, gets more jersey sales and Jerry Goff, everything, right? Your organization could probably just run off his name alone just to sell tickets and make some money, right? To make everybody happy. But when, when who can really come in that locker room and take over a team and who is every player going to address is like, damn, uh, my quarterback is that dude. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I used to. That's why I brought up the Philip Rivers analogy. It's like, okay, at times, I don't think a lot of the Giants' offense ever believed in Eli at the, towards the end of his career. You get what I'm saying? Philip Rivers has always had a team that's always kind of believed in him and what he could do. Now we look at Cleveland. These dudes are saying that they're riding for Baker. They're you know they're with Baker all the way. Have we really seen a group of a, a team that is going to ride for Baker fully and believe in everything that he does? Or do some of those people, some of the people on that offense kind of think like OBJ and kind of think like this dude is really not doing what he's supposed to be doing for us? I think Jerry Goff can come into that, come into a team like the Browns and completely take over it because just, just off the simple fact of people on that offense are going to know this dude can leave. You know what I'm saying? I think we're still trying to figure out if – I don't think we're trying to figure out if Baker can be a good quarterback. I think we're still trying to figure out if Baker can lead, if he can lead a team. Yeah. If he can be that guy that everybody in the huddle – not going to lie. You made a good point because, honestly, yes, Detroit hasn't won any games, but they have been competitive. And that's like, the, they've had some competitive games. Pe- people forget, bro. Jared Goff got into a shootout on Monday Night Football with uh, Patrick Mahomes when the, the Rams were still out and out and beat them. What? What Sean happened? Sean McVay. At? Sean McVay. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. I, all McVay. right. Yeah. It is Sean McVay, the system and everything. But I'm not, the thing is, you can take Jared Goff and put in that Browns offense. Like, I say it all the time. You can put quarterbacks in that Browns offense, and they're going to probably get to the AFC Championship game. And then I always say, like, you can't put nobody in Lamar Jackson's system, and they're going to get the same success. But you, if you gave, if you put Baker Mayfield with Sean McVay, 
You think that's it'd be different? different than Jared Goff? Yeah. To me, the only thing that's different is uh, Baker got a better deep ball. I will that, say that. Well, but that's, that's the really thing. Important. That's the biggest so, thing. So, hey, you say that, game, but you, the biggest thing between with, between Matt Stafford and Jared Goff is the deep ball, right? Yeah, yeah. That's oh no, and I think the decision making too, though. Because but Baker's decision making ain't better than Jared's. I think they they damn near close. Okay, okay so hey, I got a question here? for you. I got a question for you. So you say give give Sean McVay Baker, right? And Baker becomes some crazy stud that we've never seen before. So do you do you not feel like, or do you not think that the Browns have not? Do you not feel like the Browns have not orchestrated that team around Baker well enough? Do you do you not feel like I th- I feel like they have done everything they can possibly do to make that team Baker's. I, what what's the difference? What does Sean McVay bring out of Baker that way? What makes Sean McVay get Baker to be to walk into the middle of the huddle and I mean <laughs> essentially his nuts are gonna drag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How does Sean McVay make him the head honcho on campus? Because I feel like Cleveland has done everything possible to try to make him head honcho on campus. So I think the difference is this. So when Baker was in Cleveland, y'all got to remember, Baker started his rookie year halfway through, right? Broke a bunch of rookie numbers. He was killing niggas. Facts or fiction? Facts. I know, right? Okay. Then, okay, then we get into Freddie Kitchens, right? And Baker had the numbers they just couldn't win, right? OBJ cracked a thousand yards in that in that season where they had Freddie Kitchens. He mm-hmm. was out there. He was out there slinging that ball. Now what happens is we get Kevin Stefanski and he's like, "Well, we run the ball, we play defense, and we barely pass." Baker becomes a game manager. His numbers don't look as good, but they win in the games, right? I think Sean McVay, the system he creates that's successful, Baker probably throws more, throws deep more, and just, like, makes more big plays because that's the way Sean McVay sets up his offense. I don't – It's it's not like the – I think if he can get Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, behind, of course, like, they had Todd Gurley, who was maybe one of the best backs in the league at that time, right? Probably he, is the best. Me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so – it's not much different than Cleveland in that aspect where Baker gets a very strong run game, but a better schemer for like pass plays, explosive plays, et cetera. Cause that's been Stefanski's knock since Minnesota. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't blame Baker totally. Like I just feel somebody else can go in there and win. I do feel like another quarterback can go in there and win. But he did – Baker did change the culture for the Browns because that – I don't, that yeah, I don't want anybody to say that, you know, I don't want to – it kind of sounds like I'm hating on Baker or not. I, I really hate this dude, all right? I don't want anybody to think that I don't think Baker can't get the job done. I think he can because I – it's like – it's a hot or cold streets for me, right, or not, right? Like we look at Baker and some games it looks like it looks great. It looks touched up. Everything that we want to be in the quarterback is there. And then mm-hmm. you know, the next game after that, it like it looks like it's falling apart all over again. People don't mention so it. I think that's my issue right now with Baker. It's like, do you have control of these dudes or do you not? Do like, are you that guy or are you not? Can I trust and depend on you to show up every Sunday? I like. That's the question. I'm not asking you to win every Sunday. I'm asking you to show up every Sunday. Can we depend on Baker to do that? I don't know if we can yet. I mean, he's shown us that we can, but he's also shown us that like there's gonna be some Sundays where he's just missing. He's absence at work. Like I you think 
what these uh the young quarterbacks, not just Baker, Mahomes, Lamar, Josh Allen, like all the young guys that we try to crown way too early, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Justin fucking Herbert. They're these, <laughs> these throws that you hey, that are root, root, no, and I think he's good. But it's they, like fuck that nigga, huh? bro. No. <laughs> it's not fuck him, but they just try to crown this man as like this goat, like just immediately, like it's crazy to me. The there's throws that these dudes miss that for Brady and Rodgers that are routine, and these guys miss them. Mahomes missing them. Lamar Lamar still misses them. Baker misses them, and like you. I just feel like you can't keep missing these throws for all of them. Like Lamar's Lamar can't keep missing some of the throws. It's like a layup. Yeah, you, like we can't miss a layup. I can miss a 50-50 ball. You throw 60 yards down the field. I'm fine with that. You know, if everything else is rolling, but you missing a screen play, a 10-yard out, you know, a 10-yard in stuff that should be gimmies for you. You know, barring, you know, Tyreek Hill drops the ball. But like little stuff like that, I just don't. I think all the young quarterbacks were kind of just hyping them up way too fast. And I think it's something, honestly, I know he hasn't looked that great this year, but Jimmy G is pretty good at is not missing on routine throws. Like him on the Browns, they go to the Super Bowl. Because he did it with like the Niners. It. Him on the Browns, like they go it. to the Super Bowl. Okay, I, I like actually it. don't. If, if the Browns let go of Baker Mayfield for a budget contract for Jimmy Garoppolo, like, I'd be like, yo, I get it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Up until the Those point where he got hurt again. I hate that Cleveland organization if that ever happens. I'm just being honest with you. I'm Nick, what you, Nick, what you think? The problem with the, with the, in my opinion, just particularly with the Cleveland Browns is they're in like one of those in-between situations where I genuinely believe the difference between them winning a Super Bowl and them not winning a Super Bowl is that like all these teams. So let's think about it. When you think about last year, who are all the contenders? It was Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. It was Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. It was Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. It was... um. Bills. Uh, Baltimore, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, Bills with uh, Josh Allen. All these teams have elite quarterbacks. The only misnomer was uh, Tennessee, who has arguably the goat of our gener- of this current generation in running backs. Oh, so okay. my my, uh, my my thing with Cleveland is I don't think that Baker is the only problem, but I think the biggest problem is the fact that they cannot rely. Every week, like Jeezy said, it's not that he can't make plays. He can make plays, but can he do it on a week-to-week basis like a Aaron Rodgers, like a Tom Brady, like a Lamar Jackson, like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes? He can't do that. J- uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is another one. I think Jimmy Garoppolo was with Kyle Shanahan. With Kyle Shanahan. I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. I know what Kyle Shanahan can do for us. He got Matt Ryan an MVP. He brought us to the Super Bowl. He had us as the best as the best offense since that Patriots team in 2007. So I, I to me, Jimmy Garoppolo is not the answer. He's in he's the same type of guy in a different category. Um, the the Cleveland Browns are a elite quarterback away from a Super Bowl. And I hate to say it because Baker's not bad. I don't think any of us here would say Baker is a bad quarterback. I think that everyone would say that he's not enough. And I hate to say that in this day and age, but I mean, you need an elite quarterback to win a Super Bowl. It's, look, at, I mean, look at the last 10. It's just even Joel Flacco, when he won that Super Bowl, he played like an elite Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl play, in the, the playoffs, <laughs> you better throw some respect on in the playoffs. Yeah. 
I feel like, saying. you know, you take them, you get them like somebody who's probably not going to be happy anytime soon, like a Russell Wilson or something, put them on, on a Cleveland. But yeah, it's just, going the, to Super Bowl. It's just yeah. bad that he gets roped in, like Nick said, to all the other young quarterbacks. Yeah. And you look at it, like I said, when I was like, you can throw young, like Patrick Mahomes in that system, probably still wins. Josh Allen, still going to win. Lamar Patrick Jack, Mahomes would have a defense. But, People don't realize but, that. Patrick Mahomes but, would have a lesser offense, but he would then have a defense in return. I mean, he would have a better running game. I wouldn't even say a lesser offense because their running game is top-notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having passing. I mean, yeah. like, his passing numbers probably wouldn't look the same because he doesn't have Tyreek and Travis. Which but you're right, say? Terrence, because his with having Kareem Hunt, Durnus Johnson, and fucking Nick Chubb, I mean, who? what quarterback is mad about having that? He potentially would have still had, though, he still would have had those tight ends with David and Joku. And OBJ Bryant. is not mad. OBJ, Jarvis yeah. Landry. I'm letting you know. Peoples Jones. If you get him, I want to ask y'all something. So with everything going on with the young quarterbacks right now, right? Because as we've seen in the league, it's, it's become popular to pretty much kind of take your quarterback that's just got out of college and kind of throw, throw him in the mix. And, throw, you know, the fans want to see the young quarterback in the mix, especially if you're coming from a team like the Dolphins or, you know, Jaguars. The, the Chiefs before, Jaguars. Yeah. They want to see these young quarterbacks get thrown in the mix. But with everything we've gone – with everything going on and with everything we've seen in the young quarterbacks, whether they have a booming first season – a booming second season or a, a you know half of a good second season it starts to die down are we throwing to, do we think that we're throwing these young quarterbacks in the mix too or like are we claiming that these are their teams too early like baker mayfield let's say if this was, so. this was back in the day let's say if this was back in the day where you come into a team and you have your quarterback and this dude's kind of like you know, on a Ben Ben Roethlisberger teeter without signing year extensions every year for some odd reason, you know what I'm saying? But he's, you got a guy that's kind of on his way out. He's just there to prep you. Like if Baker Mayfield sits for two, if Baker Mayfield sits on the bench for two years behind somebody, he won't. We, well, he wouldn't be any better. We see a better Baker Mayfield. Do we think we see a better young quarterback out of all these dudes, or do we do, do we go ahead, Nick? Go ahead, Nick. Die off like this. So, Jeezy, I think you actually hit a very good point. So, th there's two there's two dichotomies here. So, Baker, I don't think would have made a difference because he genuinely had some weapons uh, to start. It, his was more so coaching. But when I, just, I think I, I just throw in the question. No, no, just, yeah, I think it was a great question. But like, this is the two things I look at. So, with Patrick Mahomes, it was great for him to sit behind Alex Smith because Alex Smith, regardless of all the injuries and everything that happened, he was a Pro Bowl quarterback, right? He so he was able to learn, and he had Andy Reid as a coach. But then when I look at someone like Sam Darnold, even or now you know uh, Zach. Or um, love. <laughs> no, no, uh, Zach. Um, Zach Wilson Deeper. on the Jets. Zach Wilson on the Jets. The Jets are not good enough. Period. Like it doesn't matter who you put in as a coach. It doesn't matter who you put in a wide receiver. That team is so bad. I think like, I like ball. Hey. Yeah, they win. Hey. I, hey, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. So as a franchise in the last 10 years that no one's been able to play well because of the fact that that offensive line coaching staff and overall team has been terrible. I, I think can't you put them in there to get experience, honestly. Like you yes. told me in the early years, experience, hey, we're, we're not, like, let's look at the Jaguars. Like we well, need Trevor Lawrence to get experience. We know we're not going to win games. That's true. My, my okay. pick. I, I, I agree. So do you think that the fans should be 
if we're throwing them in there for experience, I mean, do we, do we think that the fans should be so hard on, on these quarterbacks no, expecting so, them to come in the league and just do what Lamar did or what hey, Pat did? Or My what, pick my pick was actually like Justin Fields. So Justin Fields is a perfect example because the Bears don't have the team surrounding him to give him the exact success. Do they have Allen Robinson? Yes. So he's got, a little, he's got a little bit to work with. He's got a little bit to work with, but overall the team is not good enough for him to succeed. But right. throw Justin Fields out there and let him do his thing and see what you can do with nothing and determine if he's good enough to play in the NFL. We, we do got to yeah, nah, keep it going. But like Jeezy <laughs> said, there's some people you can sit. I think with the Justin Fields situation, it just – they didn't hand the keys over in the offseason. So he didn't get those reps. Allen Robinson did say it. Like, he's like, I didn't work out with him like I did with Andy Dalton. So that's another big thing. And then you bring up the no offensive line, you know. The, it worked for Mahomes. Lamar, I don't even think, to be honest, Lamar shouldn't have sat behind Flacco. And I'm the fan that says he shouldn't have sat behind Flacco. We weren't going to win. Like, if you're not going to win, if you can get your young dude reps and you drafted him, especially when you take a dude in them first three picks, you know you saw something in him. So you better get the guy reps and get him ready to go. You get what I'm saying? Because at some point, the turnover is going to happen and it's going to be his team. Yeah, when it's time, we need to get the ball rolling now. We yeah, like, now. You, hey. see the, you see yeah, the problem no. with Jordan Love? Like, they, they took Jordan Love so early, but you're not ready to kick the tires on Aaron Rodgers. And now Jordan Love, year two pretty much, but it's really his rookie season. He didn't look great against the Chiefs. And we'll get into that a little later. But going forward, Nick, do you think Sean Payton is to blame for my, the Mike Thomas injury that he sustained? Because, you know, Sean Payton wanted to run up the score against the Bucks. So directly in that game, yes. I mean, obviously, I think that that comes down to coaching and everything. But overall, the Mike Thomas situation is an organizational thing. So obviously, it goes deeper than that. But um, but yes, for that game, I would blame Sean Sean Payton. Um, they obviously wanted you know the Bucks thing to go down the way that they wanted to go down. That is your uh, your biggest rival at this point. You know, the Carolina Panthers started out hot. They're not what we thought they were. The Falcons are who who we thought they were. They're not. They're middle of the road at best. Um, your biggest thing is the I hate you so much, but your biggest thing is obviously <laughs> the the Bucks. So like you as Sean Payton, you know that you're uh, you've had that record against the Buccaneers so far. Um, it's been a mishandling, even and obviously we've spoken about it before, even prior to that. I mean the the whole uh, handling of the situation with Mike Mike Thomas is not being happy. I mean everything from the start. But overall, I'll give it to the organization for that game. Specifically, I'll give it to the uh, Saints. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to the halftime segment, we kind of talked about it a little bit. We're going to bring it up again. Odell, he did clear whatever it is today. Nobody claimed him. I'm just going to go around, give me a team that you think he'll land on, that he can be either do good for the rest of the season and get that big deal next year, or maybe somewhere he can land up for the rest of his time being in the NFL. Uh, Terrence, who you got? I think we all know who you got, but who you got? Yeah, y'all know where I'm going. Like, there's no other way for me. I mean, end of the day, like I said, if he doesn't go to the Packers, I feel like he's coming to us because he can be a true number one. Our defense is premier. Our offense is still ascending. He can honestly, I think he can boost Mac Jones as far as his production and his just – you know, that rookie mentality, that rookie playing, like he can help boost him past that, push him over the cliff into, I think, um, 
All right, nice. So you got he wants to be number one, so he can come with us. Be that. All right, you got the Patriots, and who you got? But like the the obvious choice is the Packers, right? The Packers are legitimate Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers. We see that they are very one dimensional at at the wide receiver position. So even if Odell won't be a wide receiver one. He's going to be a wide receiver two by far, unless you think Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Alan Lazard is really going to beat out OBJ, for real. Like, so I think he's going, if he and Aaron Rodgers can get on the same page, then he's going to eat. And that team becomes even more unstoppable because what we see right now is they just double Devontae every single play. That's fair. So, Ant got the pack. Go, Pat, go, Cheesehead Nation. Who you got, Jeezy? Where do you think Odell should go? We already got Terrence with the Patriots. Ant got the pack. Who you got? Well, unlike Ant, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make his uh, decision look illegitimate, but <laughs> I'm going to back Ant. I'm going to back Ant. I'd like to see Odell go to uh, the Packers, man. I'd like to see him get with a quarterback that already knows what he's doing, get with an offense that's already got the ball rolling. I, I want to see Odell's career get revived. And I can see that. I, I It's not that I can't see it happening in uh, New England, but I just see it happening so much faster for him in Green Bay. And I see him fall into a, you know, I know people don't like to look at it this way when you switch teams, but he's going to fall into a winning organization. And I think that's what he needs. That's that's where Odell's been looking. That's at. what he hasn't had. And he, Shit, man, yeah, you hit that on the head. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we got the pack. Nick, who you got? I mean, obviously my pick was the pack, but I'll, I'll just throw one out here. Um, Keith, I think it's it has to be your team, dude. I mean, y'all are a receiver away. With all the losses y'all have had at every every position, doesn't, doesn't matter where you look, other than quarterback, y'all have had a loss somewhere. So Lamar every week is begging for some help on offense. If you can get just even Odell, and I even say even Odell because we saw from his father's post about Baker Mayfield, the dude can get open. Uh, if, yeah. if you can get Lamar some help in any facet, I mean that that would be the best case. Yeah, I would I would love it, but I don't know if they'll do it. I'm gonna go against the grain of what everybody else said. I don't know if people consider this. I said this is the landing spot for Julio Jones in the offseason when he got traded from Atlanta. I'm gonna say the Colts. They got uh Michael Pittman, who's probably gonna be their number one. He's still emerging, he's doing great. They do still have uh the small receiver they had, TY Hilton, but he's been banged up. So if you throw Odell out there, it is a run first offense, but if you get, you spread it out to where these guys have to go one-on-one, you can't double, you know, because you can't double Michael Pittman now. Like, he's probably going to start seeing here soon. And then you're not going to be able to double Odell. And then you got Jonathan Taylor running like an animal. Gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> in all reality, I think that would be a good landing spot. Maybe like not. Maybe like not. Maybe not the greatest. Like I'm be honest, the greatest is the Packers. Number two probably gonna be the Patriots. Maybe but if we're looking for longevity. I think you and Terrence have the best, uh, the best two team options. If like if we're looking for Odell to go to a team, stay there, become wide receiver one, become the star of the city again, and you know, do the whole thing that he had happen to him in New York. I think you and Terrence definitely have the best, the best two options, but. I think if Odell wants to win now, which I believe he does want to win now, I think his best two options are 
uh, what Nick said or what Ann said, uh, Packers or Ravens. Those, those are his two best options to go and win and win right now. Yeah, so definitely win right now. If we look at it, I didn't even think about it. Maybe Indy doesn't make sense because he's too big of a brand. So maybe it would probably I didn't I didn't really think about that. It probably have to be the Niners somewhere big that could you know he's not overbearing and the Niners do need that. So that wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, moving on, we got the next part of the halftime segment. Ant is going to provide us with some t- statistics on a team. Who you got, Ant? So for the Titans, here are some things. So people were very much out on the Titans' chances as soon as Derrick Henry got hurt, and then they watched the Titans kind of show up. And it's interesting because the Titans are 36% of their offense. Well, Derrick Henry is 36% of the Titans' offense, which is a ridiculous amount. But regardless, they are actually still going to be pretty good, and I think people are asleep on this team. Like, this team's red zone efficiency outside of Derrick Henry is nuts. And a lot of that is actually Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, the Ryan Tannehill. Yes, yeah. Ryan Tannehill is ridiculous. Like, this team is, I want to say they score over three touchdowns a game, which is about fourth in the league. They have a red zone conversion rate, which is like scoring a touchdown, not any kicks, uh, of like almost 66%, which is also top 10 in the league. Like, this team is still going to be able to put up points, and the one thing that you have seen is this defense has been completely rejuvenated. I want to say they nabbed a guy off of the Titans of I'm not off the Steelers up front. His name is uh, Bud Dupree. Bud Bud Dupree. Yes, and that is yes, and this is just different now. They have like eight more sacks than they had all of last year already. Yeah, they're getting after the quarterback this year. They got Bud Dupree. They got uh, Danico Autry off the Colts. Colts didn't bring Mm -hmm. him back. He's there. Jeffrey Simmons is playing out of his mind, even though he spit on Marshall Yonda in the playoffs. (laughs) Got a little bit of animosity towards that. Just an animal, though. I'm not going to hold him on that. And they got Kevin Byard, who's a definite problem at safety. I just feel like that team is is a team you don't want to play in the playoffs. I feel like they're a physical team. I don't think there's that, that many physical teams in the league. Like, I feel like the Steelers are physical. Baltimore's a physical team. The Titans are a physical team. Maybe you can add, like, two – and I mean, like, physical all the way around. It's not just Derrick Henry and the Titans. Like, you ask those linemen, like, hey, do you want to run the ball or throw it? You can run it, bro, and they're geek to run the ball. Like, they're like, okay, bro, we're going to start moving people. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. So, it's just it's, – it's dope to see that. Nick, I got a question for you. Or, no, actually, we're going to ask Terrence. We're going to keep it in the receiver room. Terrence is kind of skinny too. He was skinny in college. Is Devontae Smith? Nah, I don't know skinny. <laughs> Damn, so you, so you were trying to throw shade and say I'm too skinny. I see that was your smooth take and saying I'm too skinny. All right, he asked what our size our shirts was, and he said, Oh, you're medium. All right, I got you. You're too skinny. <laughs> Easy money. All right, is Devontae Smith proven being skinny does not matter, Terrence? I mean, I think that. From people that were doubting his ability to be successful in the NFL, like, you know, yes. But me personally, I mean, if you look at a guy like, obviously he's not on this level, but a guy like Randy Moss, like there have been guys that have been skinny and just dominated. But at the end of the day, 
we're talking about, you know, football. We're not talking about weightlifting or nothing like that. So I don't care if you can bench press a thousand pounds. If you can't get your hands on me, what does that mean? Or if you can't tackle me, like I make you miss an open field, it don't matter how much you squat or whatever. So I feel like, yes, from the aspect of people doubting his ability based on his size, because like he said, we're, we're playing football. It's something that he's done his whole life. I mean, the man was the high and clearly the, the number one player coming out of college. So exactly. you can't really doubt the man because of his size when he played in the SEC, which is the miniature NFL of college football. So yeah. Chad Johnson was a small dude. There's plenty of like skinny yeah. receivers that were eating. So that's not even a problem at all. Uh, Nick, hit us with your top 10 players of the week, big dog. Who you got? Right. So I'm going to move through this pretty quick. If y'all have any disagreements, just let me know. I did not add honorable mentions this week. So if you want to throw anything in there at the end, please do so. Um, so first and foremost, I'm going to start with number one, Lamar Jackson. So I know he had two interceptions, but he had 266 pass yards, 120 rush yards, which was more passing yards than anyone on the Vikings and more running, rushing yards than anyone on the Vikings. So the fact that he was able to lead also a comeback with three uh, three total touchdowns, I mean, that is a huge thing. I able to get that comeback win in overtime. Crazy uh, stuff, I got to go with Lamar Jackson. I, I, I you know, I'm no, I'm no hater. I, you know, I know we could talk a lot of shit. Honestly, he should be the MVP too. He's one of the ones. I mean, nobody 100%, honestly 100%. is doing more than Lamar Jackson is doing. For um, going for a number two, I got some defense coming. So I got Xavier McKinney for the Giants. We got seven total tackles and two interceptions. They got the dub today or dub that weekend. Uh, I, I got to show him, you know, the, the dude is uh, someone who is on a defensive core who is not the best. So we got to show him. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I, you know, Jeezy, I know you'd like to hear that one. Um, we we got <laughs> to show love where love is due. Uh, three, I got another defensive player, uh, TJ Watt. Obviously, the, Steel- the Steelers got a lot of help from the referees. I would not doubt that. And you can hate all you want. And you can hate all you want. But I'm just we're just going to be honest. T.J. Watt was not affected by the referees, and he played a big game. You know, he had seven total tackles. He uh, – or, yeah, he had uh, seven total tackles, three sacks, and a pass defense. So, you know, he played, played a big game. Um, four, I got Jonathan Taylor, 172 yards, two touchdowns. I know it was against the Jets, but still, the only thing they have is interior defense. So, the fact that he, he was able to get that done was big. Um, number five. My boy, we got Corderell Patterson, 126 yards out of the backfield. I don't care what anybody says. My dude, need, my dude needs his praises. 126 yards, six receptions out of the backfield. I don't care what you say. Gadget player, he's the best in the league at that. Um, number six, Devontae Smith. We talked. Skinny is pretty, baby. My boy got five receptions, <laughs> 116, rece- uh, 116 yards, a touchdown. Um the Falcons fans, if any of you that watch us, are going to be surprised at this. I got Matt Ryan. My dude got 76% uh, completion percentage, 343 yards, two touchdowns, although I feel like he did come up short in the fourth quarter. Leading up to that point, he was able to, able to put us into a position to win. Justin Herbert at number eight had 84% uh, completion percentage, 356 yards, two touchdowns. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Shit got a cannon, bro. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater did not put up numbers necessarily, but the Cowboys were streaking. Their defense looked ridiculous. Micah Parsons is arguably the uh, 
offense or defensive rookie of the year, Trayvon Diggs, arguably defensive player of the year. You were able to get out the dub against a team streaking like that. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I'm going to give you number nine. And then Nick Chubb, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Everybody's wondering what's wrong with the, with the Browns. Is it Baker? Is it OBJ? It does not matter. You got Nick Chubb. Put your team on your back. Get the dub. We're good. <laughs> All right. That was halftime. Like yeah, I like it too. Nick concluded the halftime segment with the top 10. Appreciate it. So we're going to move to fourth and fifth. We got some interesting questions, some topics. The Ravens, like Nick said, come back from behind for the third time this season, bro. As a Ravens fan, shit has been giving me anxiety. It is aggravating. <laughs> I, I'm sick of it. Like, hey, guys, it's better than being worried and losing, bro. Welcome it to is, the it, it, life. it is, but, I mean, I do bring caution to the wind of just seeing Lamar getting used so damn much. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie to y'all. But I do get to see them boys on Thursday night play take on the doll. So I'm excited. Uh, how do you feel about the or the Ravens coming from behind all the time? DC? You from you from the city? How do you feel about the you know the Pompano legend? Uh, like I said, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit before the show. Um, mid, majorly, I think I think the offense just needs another spark. I think they need. I think a major wide receiver threat or a major offensive threat period, somebody in the backfield or a wide receiver. I think that alleviates some of the pressure off of Lamar. I think it gets the offense rolling earlier than what they have been. I think it limits the amount of times that we're going to have to see the Baltimore Ravens come from behind to try to, you know, play catch up. I think they just need a bigger threat. He just needs a little bit more help. Uh, it looks like, Hollywood likes to get going a little later in the game sometimes. We've already seen it this season, you know, a couple drops early in the games. Um, but he get he gets the ball rolling. Lamar and him, they, you know, they I don't know if it's a little halftime talk they do or whatever, whatever it is, but they get the job done. But I would like to see them get the ball rolling earlier on offense. And I think that starts by them going to find another key offensive player. I feel it. I feel it. All right, we can keep it moving. Uh, is it time for the Niners and the Vikings to hit the rebuild button? What do you think, Ant? The Niners already hit it. Y'all just ain't watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Niners already hit that job. Like they, they ready. They are ready. They are like they got the new rookie quarterback to reset the scales. Jimmy G's money comes off the books. They'll put more pieces around them, and then you'll start to grow. Is now, it, is it rebuilding yard sale what you have, or is it rebuilding just acquire more? It's it's every good rebuild. The one that doesn't take like five years is we get a rookie quarterback that we think can do it, and then we spend all the money to put like the line around them, the receivers around them, have a good defense, and I, we all kind of felt like the Niners had all that for a while, right? And so, so like I think, like they hit, they hit the damn button, bro. Like they hit that shit. Like, and I always felt like when um, shit, the name, the name of the second round quarterback that Minnesota drafted, Kellerman. Okay. He should definitely I almost, start. I almost called him Kellen Moore, so I'm happy I asked first. Kellen yes, Moore should so, be starting, bro. I, well, so I think that like. Look, they're wearing a little bit thin with Kirk Cousins. He didn't go to Boise State. He went to Mississippi. No, I'm talking about. Kellen no, he's talking about Kellen, Kellen Moore. Moore. Kellen oh, Moore went to Boise State. 
Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Good shit. Yeah, they're wearing a little thin <laughs> on him. And I think because of that, they're getting ready to move off of, move off of. Kurt. That boy Kurt. robbed the bank. Yeah. Well, hey, look. Robbed hey, the bank. For, Hey, he stole. He owned the bank. Shout out to no, his family. No. Shout he ain't robbed nothing. Bro. He ain't robbed nothing. They had that man franchise tag and locked key <laughs> over there in Washington playing with no guarantees. And as soon as he got out the jam, he was like, you know what? I ain't never going to do a day in my life. Work for money that ain't guaranteed in my fucking world. Includes <laughs> <laughs> throwing that pigskin, bro. Includes <laughs> throwing that pigskin. Like, it's man, like listen. And I can't hate. I cannot, cause I respect. I'm not hating, but I'm hating on on Minnesota. I'm not man hating on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hating on Kirk, but if I'm Minnesota, man, listen. <laughs> Get Kirk ass up out of there, man. What is he they said, doing? Bro, he said, there's no better. way. There's no way this Vikings team. Hey, he said, find someone better. Think What's their record right now? Cause there's that's what no they said way. To him. That's what they said to him in Washington. You ain't that good, so we'll tag you. He's like, find someone better and let me go. Find someone better and let him go. I'm and not I gonna, think Kellen Mond is that. He I is, think you can play Kellen Mond with that talent, and they ain't winning games as Jefferson is, so Anthony it don't matter. And Dalvin Cook, come on. Yeah. I I was talking to another Vikings fan on Twitter. He's like, imagine if you gave Lamar those weapons. Like, you just like, here, take all let's, three let's of these. Lamar on Minnesota. Come on. Well, he already three and five. There's no way this Vikings team is three and five. So you with got the talent that they have on that team, bro. There's no way. I bro. agree with you. Let's let's there's think. No about, let's think about this. Are you gonna? If you're the Niners, do you trade George Kittle next year in the offseason? He's always injured. A team like if I'm the Ravens, I take him. I'd go get him. If I'm a team, you know the Patriots, because I don't think John mm. Smith or Hunter Henry are like that. Patriots is good, yeah. I, I almost thought George Kittle was gonna make next top ten this week. He stood in there with a silent. It was a silent week. It was nice though. He had eleven receptions, one hundred and nine yeah. yards. It it was it was a solid performance. He was up there. He was up there. A the there, the only reason like the only people I would have <laughs> dropped other than him would have been like Teddy Bridgewater. Again, I said numbers was not with Teddy Bridgewater. It's more so the upset. Um, because you know we count we count wins, and I know the 49ers won, but I'm just saying. He if I had I didn't mention uh, honorable mentions, but George Kittle would have been in there. Good. I don't know. I think if, if we, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Hunter Henry is starting to pan out now. Yeah, we're we'll touchdowns I'm, in like five consecutive games. So I'm I'm still taking George Kittle over Hunter Henry, but that's just me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not debating that. Yeah. that Hunter Henry is better than George Kittle, but so John Smith definitely isn't lived up to it. Jeezy, it's safe to say that both these teams need to hit the rebuild button. Both teams, well, like what Ann already said, one's already in the middle of a rebuild. Just nobody <laughs> been watching, but the, for sure. The for second sure, they, they uh, drafted Trey Land, right? Yeah, <laughs> facts. Vikings, yeah. I think they just need to get rid of Kirk Cousins, put another piece at quarterback, and start drafting defense. That's and my start opinion. drafting some defense. That's, I like, I like what Nick said right there. But they should be winning games, though. There's no reason why they're three. Yeah, yeah they they lose Offensively, close they're fine. Too, bro. Offensively, they, they're fine. They need defense. They lose in close games that they could be winning, too. That's the thing. Like, field goals or just, like, it's, it's close. It's real close. 
Uh, I mean, I, I say we throw Giants in there with a complete rebuild. Also, I know we don't have to stay on that topic. I just want to I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, I didn't want, I didn't want to bring it up because I knew Jeezy was a Giants fan. But just to talk about it, if I'm a Giant, if I'm the Giants owner, I'm firing the head coach. I'm getting a new head coach. I'm keeping Daniel Jones. Just hear me out. I'll keep Daniel Jones, but I'm gonna bring somebody Damn. else in. Look, just stay with me. Stay with me. I'm trading Saquon Barkley while I can, and I'm moving off of him, much like I think the Carolina I think Panthers. It's, it's almost time to start shopping Saquon. I agree yeah. with that. As a I'm Giants sh- fan, it hurts to say because a lot of Giants people, I think the organization would be completely pissed if they they start they shop him. But it's the smart thing to do. You gotta go shop. Ahead. You gotta shop him. Uh, receiving core. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like it. Only person you probably get interest off is Kenny Galladay or Kadarius Tony. And I might move Kenny Galladay, but I'm not moving Kadarius Tony. So safe to say, I'm I probably taking that Galladay contract. Exactly. Safe to say, I'm probably keeping the whole receiving <laughs> core. Evan Ingram, I'm moving him because the team might like him, even though he drops the ball a lot. Boy, yeah, that boy dropping the ball. We got to tool up the whole <laughs> offense. We got to tool up the whole offensive line. So that's built through the draft. Okay. Hopefully, the Saquon trade gets us some draft cap or some uh, line help. Defensively, I don't think you guys are that far off. I just feel like they're always on the field. So I, you know, last year they were pretty I good, do. but this year you're telling them, "Hey, stay on the field, bro. Just stay on the field." So <laughs> that's what they call them. All right, Terrence. I just got a quick question for you before we move on. Okay. Okay. You don't seem like you like DJ DJ a lot. Okay. Bro, I don't. DJ right now. Um, I just got to. Do you? Do you at least understand why they drafted him out of everybody else that they took? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he said straight up, nope. So it, it, to me, it made sense. I didn't understand it either, but it made sense because when you look at the, the quarterback's coaching that they had, right? All right, so uh, DJ came from Duke or whatever. Yeah. The coaching quarterback for Duke and also the head coach had just happened to be Peyton's quarterback coach and head coach. And also happened to be okay. Eli's head coach and quarterback coach. So I think what they were looking at there is, all right, here comes a guy that's already coming from the same coaching system. Mm-hmm. I think we can take DJ and just throw him in the same system that Eli was already in, and he should prevail in it because it's the system that we've been running since Eli's got here. It's the system that he was running in college. He should already know what to do. Hold on, Who It made that? sense to me there just because of head coach-wise, coach, quarterback coaching. It kind of made sense to me. Has it worked for them? I'm on your side of the fence with that one. Who's on I that just Daniel... wanted to kind of get to a little background perspective. Who's on in that. that Daniel Jones's draft class? What draft class? It's not with Lamar and Baker in them. It's the one after, right? It's the one after that. It's the year after. Yeah. I'm looking it was right kind now. of the Mitchell Trubisky of their draft class. Locke was in that class. Uh, hey, fun fact. I know a lot of people don't want to hear me out on this, but I don't think Drew Locke is that bad. I take Drew Locke over Sam Sam Darnold. <laughs> why, hey, why you just we really choose him, bro. we really ready. we really just choose a bad quarterback we'd rather have it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, okay, because Drew Locke is cheeks. I well, just Kyler Murray. Murray. <laughs> Murray was in that draft class. If we if, if we want to talk yeah. about it, but he went first though. So like, I don't want to be yeah. rude. But this man is bad. He don't take care of the ball. He throw. He like Carson Wentz with none of the talent. 
all the gunslingers. Drew Locke was actually rumored to be like before the Giants came out of nowhere and picked up a fucking quarterback from Duke. Drew Locke was the number one anticipated quarterback to go to Josh Allen. Oh no, never mind. Josh Allen from the Jaguars. So. All right, so moving forward, speaking of Josh Allen from the Jaguars, Josh Allen from the Jaguars put on for, you know, Jaguars Nation. You know, uh, what's their head coach's name? Urban Meyer, the Gropster, put on for yeah. the Jaguars. <laughs> some respect on the legend's name. respect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Urban Meyer's name. Hey, oh, mister, I got two in the pink, one in the stank. You feel me? Listen, Urban. You hear me? <laughs> he out there. Is, he life went, was different in Ohio. Okay? Yeah, life is, different. Life, is figured, different, he, life is different. Life was different in Ohio. He was, you know what I'm saying? He's just figuring out how to become a Florida boy. That's yeah. all it is. He, he, he was in the area already. You know, I mean, yeah. He probably done dip and dabble down here a couple times. But. Yeah, you know, he, he was with the Gators for a couple of years. Pissed yeah. off when he left because he was That's like, oh, true. I'm retiring. I got a heart condition, blah, 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 whatever. Then he went to Ohio State. I was like, nah, you know what? I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan, so we needed that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I'm ready to push him down to uh, a well somewhere. I ain't gonna lie. He <laughs> That's crazy. So how y'all feel about the Josh Allen getting the win over Josh Allen? And the Bills? Is it a cause Insane. of concern? Is it a cause of concern for the Bills? Yes, no. Um, all I'm gonna say is it was it was some injuries. So okay. I don't think so. I don't think it's a cause of concern. I mean, I think to me it's a cause of concern only in the aspect of the Bills knew knew what the fuck was wrong with them in the offseason. They already knew their offensive line wasn't super fantastic. And they knew they don't have a running back. So, yeah. hello, you got to address those two needs. But we'll leave it as. But, I mean, Josh Allen did play bad. So, I'm going to say, okay, there's a couple of injuries. He had an off game. Yeah. I'm going to talk it up. I'm going to talk that one up. As the, but, bad, as the bad loss. Yeah, but it's still the Jaguars. There's no reason that Buffalo Bills team I, should I don't want to call Jaguars. it a cause of concern yet, to be honest with you. I, I think – Leaving it up in the air is a perfect thing to do right now, but I, I don't think it's a, a huge cause for concern right now. All right, leaving yeah, it. I'm gonna talk leave, that one up. I'm leave, gonna talk that one up. Leaving it in the air, like Gigi says. We're gonna leave it in the air. All right, moving forward. The Titans put on a show destroying the Rams. And I watched this whole game, bro. They dog walk the Rams. They dog walk the Rams. The team that knows how to move the ball, man. That that team. <laughs> knows how to gain yards you know what's crazy about this the rams really could have won this game because you know what happened the titans were only scoring off defensive conversions their offense wasn't really rolling ryan Tannehill wasn't doing magnificent yeah defense just started overhauling the rams like nick how do you think about that like how did the rams let a Derek henry list titans come in there in their house and beat them at that they didn't go to tennessee they beat him. So it started with it. Obviously, it started with the uh, early struggles with the Rams. You know, uh, um, Matt Stafford had those two interceptions early on, one of them for a touchdown. So I mean, when a when an awful we gotta we gotta acknowledge. I don't know how the Titans are doing it. Their defense is awful, bro. Their defense mm-hmm. is horrendous. No, it's and better than they, what it was. Hold on, I and I agree with you. I don't know how, but they keep stopping good teams we saw what they did to the chiefs and now they did it to the rams 
I don't, I don't know what's going on. Can we add in that Tannehill has looked real dolphinish at certain times? Oh, and oh. that's the other thing. Derrick Henry's been gone, and Tannehill's looked bad, and somehow they're still winning games. Oh. That's scary for the AFC. So, I'm so that's all glad, I'm saying. I'm glad Gigi brought that up because I was watching the game, and I'm like, bro, he looks like he's missing throws. And you got to think. There's no Derrick Henry, right? So all the pressure is kind of on him. It's like, bro, you need to prove why we paid you. Like, right. you kind of you need to do good. Because in all aspects, if you think about it, they could just be like, you know what, screw it. We're going to move off you and put a rookie back there. Hey, we know we're going to hand like, the ball. Like Nick said, that's a team that just keeps figuring it out. I, I'm going to just throw this out there. Somebody was praising this man. But I ain't going to say no names. Man. Nick. <laughs> Who was it? Nick was raising good on <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he was cutting her up with his man Tannehill before the season. Now I, I won't lie. I did have him as my underrated quarterback of the season because the dude looked ridiculous last year. Hey, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna act stupid. The dude had like the most underrated season last what, year, what and now that, he sucked ass. What was that look you gave us when you figured out he, he was uh talking about too with Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Moving forward, you know, that's crazy. Uh, and this one's for you. Jordan Love does not give the Packers any love against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had his moms out in the sky box, couldn't even see the boy, couldn't even look at her baby sitting next to her daughter in law in the future, probably getting annoyed. All these Chiefs fans around her, her son out there looking like hot garbage. What did you think, Ant? Her son up. Okay. Hey, that part was unnecessary. Right. At the very end, honestly, I almost, I, I almost say catch it instead of complying. Uh, hold on. What are we going to admit that he arguably outplayed Patrick Mahomes, though? Because the Chiefs aren't good and neither is Patrick right now. Like, Patrick has been playing like Patrick. Um, Patrick has been playing like the other nigga he plays in the State Farm commercial, not Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> the dude at the shoe, at the shoe store. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he played like he just got off that nine to five from the shoe store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the Packers defense won that game. He out low key. Jordan Love outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that hey, game. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Nick, you did bring up for what it mattered. No, hey, I I want you guys to think about this. There was a play. It was a fourth down, I think. He threw the ball to Devontae Adams. It yep, gets picked, was... right? Devontae yep. Adams, I'm, I'm going to ask Terrence because Terrence is going to know. Devontae Adams has one hand on it, right? The yeah. DB comes over to snag it. He has two. But Devontae Adams doesn't even fight for the ball. And I know for a fact if Aaron Rodgers threw that, Devontae would have tried to fight for the ball. So Devontae Honestly, I think Devontae Adams is upset in game because of there was no the lack of production. Yeah. yeah. The lack of production. Like Jordan Love, but, but a play yeah, like look at, that. Look at terrible. Can we say that? I think that Green. Uh, this is a little bias. This is a little bias. But can we say that? I think Green Bay does have a depth at QB right now. Not just with uh, Love, but obviously when Rodgers comes back. But you know, this is a little bias. But my old high school quarterback. You better not say what I think he's going to say. That QB three on that team. And Don't know. Nick you should better know. not. Nick should know. It's Blake Bortles, ain't it? I'm not, not going to lie. You better not bring that man name up right now on this podcast. Fans, there was a lot of Atlanta fans that were upset when he left and got booted off the team, and there's a reason why he shows. 
that's the dude that shows promise production. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking I'm about, about Kurt Benkert. Kurt Benkert, all right, okay, 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 Blake was going with us. Kurt Benkert, I'll say yes, because he was like the best, and and I'm actually proud of you, Jeezy, because a lot of people don't pay attention to practice squads slash like third string quarterbacks, but in terms of what Kurt Benkert brought us, he was probably the best third, and, and I'm, I'll admit my bias, the best third string quarterback slash practice, practice squad player in the NFL of anybody. So I do agree with you. Unless but Sean Payton hear that, bro. He's going to fight I, you. If at, any time love, <laughs> if at any time love does not produce, they don't figure out this Aaron Rodgers thing. It, I mean, I you, think that could, they still have a chance to, you know what I'm saying, get Odell, get somebody, or they still have a chance for that offense to be productive is all I'm saying. If Love can't figure it out, they got a nice sit in QB3. Hey, still got Aaron Rodgers to come back. What if Odell don't want to go there because of this whole COVID debacle now? No, it's not even the COVID thing, bro. If you look at uh, – you brought it up, Terrence, and I think Ant was going to talk about it too. It's just how their whole body language was. The defense played great, but offensively, everybody's body language was just like they didn't want to be there. They were like, oh, okay, yeah. Rodgers ain't here, bro. Like, it looked like if Jordan Love is the QB going forward – Devontae Adams leaving. Like, he 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 played, like, and I love how he plays. He showed you that. He the quarterback, bro, I'm leaving. Facts. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, I, I agree. You think Aaron has uh, has swayed the locker room back onto uh, – Oh, he been swayed. You remember the offseason? He swayed the, he swayed the locker room a long time ago. Devontae Adams said so, it. Like, I, what I'm saying is it's like as soon as love gets on the field, it's like everybody looks unhappy, everybody looks upset. Do we think Aaron – played a role in that do we think that he kind of got everybody on his side and now they're like no nah, we're not really I mean, but love dude no that green bay did that too like why I'll are say, yeah drafting I jordan love I'll we need weapons we need defense what you drive the quarterback we yeah, got Aaron Rodgers, unintention- bro. Look, unintentionally yes but you guys, intentionally no you guys got to consider this that defense play is playing really great right now right pretty solid they're missing jair alexander from uh He's from mm-hmm. Louisville, right? One of the top five corners in the league. He ain't been playing. The missions is Darius Smith, too. So the fact that this defense is playing that good, missing that many pieces mm-hmm. and key pieces, not like, you know, okay, we're missing a D tackle that doesn't really play. No, you're missing two starters, like two starters that make an impact. So that's something to consider, too. Also, we got to get into this. I told everybody we would bring this up. Remember how we did the Super Bowl predictions in the summer? We said we would change them midway Ooh. through the season, or you can double down and keep your guys. Jeezy, you wasn't here for the summertime. Just hit me with who you got going to the Super Bowl oh, right now. Come, come to me last. I got to think about my Super Bowl prediction right now. All right. <laughs> and you wasn't here for it neither. Hit me with it. Who you got going to the Super Bowl as of today? Or who you rolling with to And if you're real, tell us who you thought before the season. Yeah. If you're real, tell, tell us who you had before yeah. the season. I mean – so before the season, I had the Bucks coming out the NFC, and I don't think that's changed. I think right now they're dealing with some issues in the secondary, but they're probably going to get healthier as the season goes on. I'm going to stick with the Bucks for now because there hasn't been anything crazy enough to make me hop off that bandwagon. Now, in the AFC, before the season started, I truthfully believed that <sighs> – I was thinking this is going to be the Browns this year, just looking at that roster. I no longer believe that. 
<laughs> like at all. <laughs> so I'm gonna just be 100. Uh, I might say right now, out the AFC, I like the Ravens the most right now. Okay. I don't like Kansas City right now for the way they're playing. I don't like the Titans just long term going into the playoffs. But I do like the Ravens right now, even though they're really shorthanded. So, yeah, hey, I like it because I don't think there's an NFC team checking Lamar. He real he runs through the NFC pretty well. Terrence, who do you got? And you got to oh. tell us you who you had in the summer, big dog. So don't so run, summer, don't, don't run from that. In the summer, coming out of AFC, I had either the Chiefs or the Browns. Both of them looking kind of right now. Both of them, uh, but I did have pack with the Bucks on the other side. So you can't hit. I us feel with, like you can't hit us with you can't hit us with the or and the or, big dog. It's a one and a. I one. got you. <laughs> so I had the Browns and the Bucks. I believe so. You keep selling. I still think the Bucks can get it done. Um, if the Pack get Odell though, I'm gonna flip that switch on one over to the Pack. But I'm gonna go with the Bucks for now. Although their um, secondary is ass, but their front seven is legit, and teams just can't seem to get past that front seven to even worry about the DBs anyway. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Um, and right now, out of the AFC, man, it's man, it's all up in the air right now. But I mean, the best team right now, probably, honestly, probably is the Ravens. Not even a lie. Um, so we got the yeah. Ravens for cuz Nick, who you taking? And remember to tell us who you had. So I had the Chiefs and the Packers was my picks before the season. Obviously, the Packers, I'm uh, I have no problem admitting I'm falling off the bandwagon. You know, we've all seen their struggles. I still believe in the Packers. Obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers with his mishap this season or with this this last week. Let's assume they get OBJ that puts them right in the driver's seat to win that MC. Um, for my AFC pick. I'll, I'll admit I'm going out on a limb here. I'm actually going to ride with my dark horse. If y'all remember who my dark horse pick was for the AFC, it was the Chargers. Um, and I'm going to ride with them the rest of the season. So they got the Vikings, Steelers, Broncos, Bengals, Giants, Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, and, Char- uh, and Raiders to end the year. So for the end of the season with how everything's played out, I think they have a great schedule to catch a stride and uh, walk into the playoffs. Obviously, at that point, a lot of things can change, but I do believe in what what they're uh, working on. The defense is getting back and healthy. The offense is clicking. I, I believe in the Chargers for the nice. AFC. All right, GZ, I'll give you time. Who you got? This is going to be your pick, you pick, and then maybe we'll ask you again when we hit the uh, – we said we said we would change in the offseason, middle way, and then the playoffs. So you got a, you got a uh, like chance said, to change this. Like I said, I'm, I, I always – enjoy watching green bay play uh you know when it gets time to to do the dance do they ever last i'm not sure but i'm going with green bay i'm gonna stick with that i think that was my kind of my go-to in the beginning i know i didn't never set it on the show or anything but that was kind of my go-to anyway and um i'm gonna have to go I want to say Titans, honestly, but I might have to get, end up siding with Baltimore. They just kind of look like the hungry team right now and the way that they've been coming from behind against all these teams. Uh, it's kind of shows, shows that they're fighting for something. I, no, um, I, go, I ain't going to lie. I'd be real pissed we make the Super Bowl with all these injuries. 
boy, I would be so upset. I mean, I think if they can make a move on a free agent, we won't say his name anymore, but they can make a move on a certain free agent. I think that solidifies their offensive strength to go far, far, far into the playoffs and possibly secure that Super Bowl spot. So those are my two picks. That's all I'm going to stick with. All right, nice, nice. I like it. Uh, all season, I had the Brownies against the Packs. I'm doubling down. I'm keeping it. Okay. Look, you doubling down on the Browns? Yes, I did say the Browns were. <clears throat> I did talk that shit about Baker a little bit, and I did talk about the Browns. But they won. They'll probably keep it going. They were only a, a damn backup quarterback rushing for 15 yards before they would go play in the AFC game. And the same way the Chiefs demolished the Bills, I I would have expected the same thing for the Browns to demolish the Bills. So keeping them, the Packers, the only thing that questions me is just how the team responds to getting Aaron back. Talent-wise, I feel like they're still going to go get there, get to the Super Bowl. I just don't know how the energy is in the locker room, you know, and hopefully the energy is good because then if you bring in Odell, it's even better, you know. But if the energy is bad and you bring in Odell, and then I don't, you might be, might be on your way to something catastrophic. Who knows? Also, we did have some news just break as we were on the pod. Receiver Josh Reynolds of the Titans asked for his release, and the Titans granted him. He's now a free agent this offseason for before. He was a free agent, and now he's a free agent again. So he's so he's basically about to go through waivers. Yep, he is going okay. to go through waivers. People he's not. He's, he's not nice bad. He's good for them. Yeah. No, he got less play uh, in Tennessee than he did in LA. But I think it's I think it's the sets that the Titans run. They don't run like a spread offense type thing. You know what I mean? Like they're normally two yeah, wide out. They, they got a two wide out sets with deep outs, yeah. quick plays. You know, you ain't beating out Julio or AJ Brown. You know what I mean? Look, both oh, of them have been enough. hurt, and both of them have been hurt throughout the year multiple times. And he still ain't getting no run. Nick' favorite quarterback is the quarterback there, so you know it might no, be I'm hard. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he ain't really getting no run there. That and is. you would you would expect it considering how much like the injuries. Play have been like, going on. They had a whole game with neither Julio or AJ Brown, and they lost to the Jets. Like, where was Josh Reynolds then? Uh, that's a very good point. <laughs> that, I I didn't even really think about. It. That's a good point to bring up. Also, I'm not gonna let y'all disrespect Aaron Rodgers because that's my favorite quarterback. Anyway, <laughs> proceed. That boy grabbed the mic to be that live. Man. <laughs> all right, I'm so sorry for all the listeners. All right, so. Uh, Dalvin Cook has some craziness going on. He a situation that occurred between Dalvin Cook and a female acquaintance in November 2020 led to an ongoing dispute between the parties. Upon learning this, we immediately notified the NFL. The Vikings notified the NFL about it. it says he was uh, the running back is a victim of domestic abuse and extortion. That is, there is a pending litigation. Uh, yeah, that's- breaking on that as well. So he has also been accused of physical and emotional abuse. In the lawsuit filed by his ex-girlfriend. So I don't know. Wow. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I got I like Dalvin Cook the player. I even like the dude off the field. He does good things in the community. I don't hopefully things aren't true. We'll let the legal system battle it out like we do with damn near everything that's been going on lately. Yeah. Uh 
if you want to find us on Twitter, we're extremely active on Twitter. We're probably on Twitter all the time, talking shit, just communicating with people, interacting. You can find us on Twitter at cover, uh, the number four underscore with the guys. And then if you want to find one of our good friends, who knows, maybe he's on the show, maybe he's not. We also got Ant here. You can find him on Twitter at the Fly Route Podcast or the Fly Route Pod. Doesn't say podcast, but if you type in podcast, he's still probably gonna pop up, so it doesn't matter. Jeezy, you got anything you want to endorse at the end of this episode? Anything you want to let the people know you got going on? I also got to give Jeezy a big shout out on his own because he's a combat veteran. Okay, people don't know that the man wasn't trying to give me all his accomplishments. Man, got some accomplishments. <laughs> He's a good dude, but you got anything you need to shout out over there? Nah, man, nothing I want to shout out, really. I appreciate y'all uh, letting me on the show, let me rock out with y'all, let me talk a little shit. Always cool to talk sports. Uh, and uh, nothing really to shout out, man, but, you know, I uh, do possibly got some amateur boxing fights coming up, you know what I'm saying? Hey! So y'all in Florida and stuff, I might be able to send y'all boys some tickets and stuff, you know? Most of them happen up towards the Tampa Bay, Lakeland area and stuff like that. Oh, you know I'm a tap in. <laughs> we love supporting local athletes. Yes, sir. Yeah, we we used to box in the barracks. Jeezy do got them thumpers. Jeezy right. <laughs> It's completely different now, man. I, I got yeah. a whole, you know, I got a, a whole boxing coach I'm working with. You know what I'm saying? Take, you know, got camps coming up, like a camp coming up type thing, trying to drop some weight, get down to fight weight. Um, so what's the fight weight you trying to get to? Uh, we probably trying to fight at uh 170, 170, 168 ish. If you if anybody watched anything that kind of crazy happened over the weekend, Canelo fight that's the same weight that Canelo fights at, you know what I'm saying? But it's uh, I'm what you at right now, 190. So yeah, I'm at oh, like big 90 shit. naturally. So I'm 170. <laughs> I'm 170 walking around, bro. I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> nah, so if I, you know, I'm, I naturally, but you got to think about it. If, you, if I take if I take a fight at this weight now, uh, now ass I'm, going dude, there, I'm, I'm going in there fighting dudes. How tall are you? I'll take Wilder size. He's like, you know he's like, he's like my height. I'm a six, damn. Six, I'm about y'all height. Y'all height too. I guess I'm just skinny as shit. Fuck. You uh, are because I'm 200. Terrence yeah, is what? You're what? I'm 175. I'm 175. Right, I'm, six, I'm one six or I'm six foot 175, bro. That's Ter- fucking Terrence crazy. is 190 prior to being a dad. Terrence probably like 198. <laughs> I will see this. I was I was I was beating people ass before I before I started boxing, but now I just beat people ass correctly. <laughs> it was just off skill before, but now it's you know. It's, it's more technical. There we go. That's that's good to hear. I'm proud of you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing in school. Another thing is he got some Frenchies. He got some French Bulldog. Who knows? Kobe might give us some uh, more French Bulldogs. If you do, holler at me. Damn, been getting on me about a French Bulldog religiously. So if you do to go that route, let me know. Another uh, big shout out to all the veterans. We appreciate everything y'all do. Make sure y'all boys eat free. Me and Jeezy and all the boys. Hey, we knew when Veterans Day came around. We, hey, we was going and to I get will be graduating soon. So if y'all need some work done on your teeth, you know what I'm saying? Come holler at your boy. Oh, exactly. shit, my boy's a dentist. Hey. That boy has been, he's been working on that since the Army, too. So that's a big <laughs> shout out that he's able to accomplish that. He's done with that. Congratulations. Uh, Nick Nick will be finishing up school soon. Uh, school soon too. December next year. December next year. I'll be exactly. 
And then the year yeah. following that, I'm done with school. I declare for Y'all my lit, minor, man. I declare for my minor, which is Spanish. I was gonna do political science, but who knows? I'll probably still do that because still on the fence about some other stuff. So might go to law school, yeah, might done. not. Y'all ain't catching me in school no more. yeah tara tara said on that bro she got his nba he's he's chilling bro yeah i'm big chilling now yeah but uh yeah that's cover for the guys thank you for tuning in hope you guys have a great night and uh take care of yourself later Sir, he hung up, but left us here. Okay, never mind. I'm about to.